Welcome to Off Script with the Heavyweight Chumps. I'm your host, Maddox. And I'm Thunder Cookies, Devin Rains. The name has changed, but one thing is still the same. We're mad. We're fat. And we're loud. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to Off Script with the Heavyweight Chumps. Well, we're going a little bit different this week. We're going back to our roots. And isn't it always fun when we get to go back and dive into the independent film world that really helped us get our start in podcasting when we didn't know what we're doing, what we were doing? Hell, I still don't think we do. <laughs> like a big old juicy potato. I mean, it was these guys have Oxford and and the mag both. And of course, um, Indy Memphis made us feel like family every time we've been around all these artistic types. It's I know the first time for you it was a little overwhelming. Yeah, it, it was a little bit. Uh, but you know, we've got a great interview for you guys today joining us on the fat line. We have basically the first couple of independent film for Oxford, Mississippi. We've got Johnny and Susan McPhail. Johnny has appeared in such films as well, let's just put it this way. He's been in something you've seen. He has also served as a stand-in for the great John Voigt. And you got his wife, who is in a movie that is being acclaimed tremendously right now. Uh, the Peanut Butter, Peanut Butter and the Falcon? Peanut Butter and Falcon. Peanut Butter and Falcon, which is a, we haven't had the chance to see. That's on my list of things we've got to look up. Um, because I'm, I'm anxious to see how that turned out. I've heard wonderful things about it. Uh, but before we get to that, it looks like there may be a resurrection in comics. Uh, uh, Imagine that. Like that, like that ever happens. You know, that's right. Nobody's this ever is, been resurrected. No, this is a first for everybody, but yeah. it looks like Marvel has interest in bringing in the defenders from the Netflix series that they had going, which would be. Luke Cage, Iron Fist. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, uh, Jessica Jones, and, uh, oh gosh, uh, Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, now, where do you, I mean, I know you weren't really a big fan of the TV series, though. Where do you stand on them folding these characters and bringing these actors back in to the fold if they do that? If the writing's good, I'm all for it. You know, I, I have to say, Marvel seems to get their films right. Yeah. Um, and the TV series to me, I was not a big Iron Fist fan. I fully admit that. Not my favorite of the bunch. Uh, for me, my favorites were Jessica Jones and, uh, Luke Cage. So I am excited to see those two characters back on the big screen. But to see the Defenders, which is an established team, especially in light of Endgame, with the changing of the guard, so to speak, with the Avengers. So it'll be interesting to see how they move them back into the cinematic world. Yeah, that's that's going to be the interesting part. How do you fix, how do you, how do you insert this here? Here's what I want to know. Who's more powerful? Jessica Jones? Or do you think it's Captain Marvel? What did Jessica Jones do? Jessica Jones was essentially an all-powerful super... I mean, 
I think she did everything short of fly. Well, if she can't fly, that means Captain Marvel's got her beat. You don't know that. She might be able to swim really fast. Well, so could Captain Marvel. You don't know that. She might be scared of water. Jeez, Brie Larson would stink then. And that's the truth. (sighs) You still want to find out. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the, the Luke Cage element is one because... You know, you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and everybody always complains that there are not enough people of color in comic book films. Right. But look where Marvel has gone in their last couple of phases. You added in the Falcon. Right. Um, with Nick Fury. Nick Fury, of course, was a change to be black to be Samuel L. Jackson, uh, who has kind of been responsible for kind of knitting the entire universe together. Then you look at the element of adding... Black Panther, which was a tremendous hit. And now you add Luke Cage to the fold. Uh, it's it's nice to see some diversity coming through and seeing the diversity in, in the television series. As, as far as Marvel is also concerned, there's rumor that we may see a new Ghost Rider. Ooh. Uh, and the talk is that it may be the same actor that portrayed the character during a season arc on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that would be the first, I th- if I'm not mistaken, the first Latino live-action comic book character that would actually be on the big screen. Or, in, in all honesty, even if they bring him back to put him as part of Disney+, Plus, which is, from what I hear, where they're leaning towards moving with that show. El Diablo from Suicide Squad was Latino. El Diablo. Remember the one that turned into the big... That's right, the flaming... Yeah, I forgot about him. But they were villains, so is he technically a hero? Well, he's an anti-hero. Anti-hero, that means villain. Come on, man. (laughs) Well, that's what the Merc with the Mouth describes himself as, as an anti-hero. Well, you look at him, he could be considered a villain. Depends on whose side you take in those films. Right. But it looks like it's shaping up to be an interesting forthcoming 2020 for comic book fans and fans of those properties. I'm anxious to see exactly where that goes. It could make for some really fun times to be had. It really could. And, you know, as our Twitter handle, our homepage for our website, and, of course, for our Instagram always says we're mad, we're fat, and we're loud. Well, folks, I'm going to vent about something I'm mad about. How about it? What are you mad about? I don't know about you guys, but I, for one, am sick and tired of baby Yoda. (laughs) Call him what you want, but that little green shit needs to stay off my timeline for a while. (laughs) I'm so sick of him. All I've seen him do is eat a eat a frog and for some reason everybody on facebook thinks he wants chicky nuggies he doesn't want chicky nuggies he wants frog legs i'm convinced yoda's cajun (laughs) yes this is a serious problem for me he's a 50 year old he's being carried around by a guy in a mask who's being paid all kind of money to do this show and you don't even see his face And that's why it's the damn baby Yoda show. Take the helmet off and shut up the damn baby. With that being said, now that I've got that off my chest, 
and my co-host is laughing and about to have a heart attack <laughs> over here because I think you actually like Baby Yoda. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Baby Yoda is, as a character, I'm okay, but damn all these memes. I will agree with I that. I have seen Baby Godzilla now because of this shit. I mean, what are you doing? His name's not even Yoda. It's the child. They haven't given him a name. But everybody says it's Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's the best thing. Build-A-Bear has announced they're going to have a Baby Yoda. Amazon is selling a Baby Yoda. Yeah, and it's not even available yet. That thing's going to be like 30 bucks. I know grown-ass people that have already put that on their wish list and pre-ordered. Idiots. People... It's baby freaking Yoda. He's not a Skywalker. I realize that some of you had your problems with the last movie, and you think maybe this series kind of rectified that for the old school Star Wars fans. That's fine. But do you want to know in layman's terms how to define the first season of The Mandalorian? It's fucking adventures in babysitting. And with that, we'll be right back with our interview. Y'all stay tuned. (sighs) Nothing beats the pure taste of artist vodka. Made with nothing but the finest ingredients, including farro wheat imported from Italy. Perfectly pH-balanced water from the Cascades in Washington State, all blended perfectly into the best organic vodka on the market. Artist Vodka, the art, is in the party. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the fat line tonight, we're diving back into our indie film roots. We've got the man, the myth, Oxford legend, Mr. Johnny McPhail, here to talk with us about the Oxford Film Festival, the one first one to let us put our big foots in the door. <laughs> Johnny, oh, how are yeah. you? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited about this year's festival. I got my my uh, superstar wife on the other line here. Hi. Hello, Miss <laughs> Susan. Susan how, how are you? That? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, I don't know. We talked about uh you and I have never really run into each other together at a festival. As many as we both been to. I know. I don't think the I don't think the world can handle us both at the same time, really. <laughs> Either that or know. John Wildman just knows things are gonna get crazy. <laughs> oh man, yeah. It always does. But anyway, this year is gonna be the biggest ever at Oxford. It it is it is incredible. And, uh, it's, uh, from March 18th through the 22nd. And I would kind of like to talk about the last first. Um, on the 22nd, the last film that will screen is, um, the morning after. The, the evening. The evening, the evening hour. Oh, okay. The evening hour. Yeah. Okay. That's the reason I married. That's the reason I married her to finish in my sentences for me. Anyway, somebody's got to do it. Yeah, I'm married. Anyway, I understand. The evening, the evening okay. Um, it it's um, it's screening at Sundance at this moment. It was accepted for Sundance, and um, 
how Melody Addington got it, I never will know because this will be the first time that it was screened since Sundance. And <clears throat> Susan has a has a really good role in it, and uh, she plays this character. I think it's kind of like uh, Nurse Ratchet. <laughs> That's, that's the way she No, I'm really nice. I'm okay. a nice character in this one. Okay, tell us about it, Sue. She went over into Kentucky and yeah, we filmed, filmed it. We filmed it in Harlan, Kentucky, and uh, I was reading an article about it the other day, and it was talking about how it, it kind of gives the sense of place in the movie. So I haven't seen it or anything, but I'm, I'm excited to see it and how they used the town of Harlan because it was really interesting going there to film. In the history of the town and all, it's, it's, it was something. Yeah. I'm really proud it got in Sundance. Harlan, Kentucky is where the coal miners struck for so long and mm-hmm. got killed and murdered and everything else. Yeah. And, and basically, the town looks the same. And These a lot are, of the people were are in this film that was actually in the rights and everything that took place. Oh, wow. I mean, those people up there, they changed the world for as unions are concerned. Yeah, and uh, I, I I encourage everybody to see that. That's uh, it'll be uh, Sunday afternoon. I don't know what time they'll have to look at the schedule, but then and the schedule is available online at oxfordfilmfest.com for anybody that's interested in looking yeah, that up, buying absolutely. your tickets. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and reserve yeah, your seats because they're going to go fast. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. And okay, the first uh, <clears throat> the first block. Or the first films to screen are on um, Wednesday night, the 18th. Wednesday night, the 18th, <clears throat> starting at six. Yeah. Now they call this the MacPhail block. I guess it's because Susan and I are in all of these films, but they are incredible films, <laughs> and uh, it'd be a good time for people to come and uh, to come. And it's at six o'clock. There's no reason that people can't drive down from Memphis, actors and all, and see this. Um, it's uh, one is um, is in the artist uh, artist vodka contest, which pays uh, fifteen thousand dollars. Now I know he's one of your. He is one of our sponsors and makes some fantastic vodka, by the way. Yeah, he's <laughs> he a great guy too. He yeah, really no, is. I mean, he is. He's incredible. He makes films and all, and he's contributed so much for <clears throat> Oxford and the film industry, and has made a few movies himself. Um, yeah, next year, uh, all you filmmakers get ready, and you can enter in that block, and it's going to pay. Twenty thousand dollars. The winner next year will. Yeah. But um. Great opportunity. Yeah. But anyway, in this block is um is let's see uh the oh Susan help me out here. Well, with the the Rougarou is um the one that's in the artist vodka competition. So it'll show again. And then uh, we did the community film. That the film fest sponsors every year, they do a community film. So, um, tell us about the community fans. film this year. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen it. Hey, it's, it's Mabel <laughs> but, and Norman. Yeah, have been together so long 
they know everything there is to know about each other, or do they? Kind of like real life. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> they haven't let us see it. See it. I don't know. We we might want to block it or no. something there, but it's, it's going to be good. It's a, it, the script was was the winner in our script writing contest. Okay. Uh, so they produced so they produced the winner's script, and he's a really neat guy. He just moved from New York to New Orleans. Joe Starzik. And uh, I'm sure he'll be there, but he wrote wrote the script for that film, so it kind of all came back around the next year for for, um, for I, that I, little piece. I think without giving anything away, I'm trying to leave, and Susan's trying to get me to go. <laughs> so, anyway, so y'all just talk about it; it would be all, be a short film, quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's already yeah. short, Johnny. Yeah, uh, and the Rougarou. Uh, a father tells his daughter uh, uh, a tale to keep her out of trouble. The Rougarou is, of course, the uh, we filmed in New Orleans, but in both Susan and I both got parts in that. But um, it's it's the one up for the vodka thing, and uh, it'll show again later on. But there's this little girl that plays the lead. I mean, she's not, I mean, she's not big as a cricket. And she's from Austin, Texas. And she is incredible. I hope they bring her there. You'll think it's a 30 year old midget. She's beautiful, cute, sweet. And I mean, she goes after it. And then we got all you love will be carried away. It's, uh, uh, Thad Lee film. By the way, I'd like to talk a little bit about Thad Lee. He's a filmmaker and uh, known him for years. And uh, Thad's had several his, films his, that are screened at the festival. I've seen a lot of his work. Oh, yeah. He's incredible. But he has uh, just recently got married and uh, bought a house out on Highway 30. And he set up, he's going to be making films the rest of his life. I mean, that's, that's all he's going to do. He's set up to make films. Uh, he's, he's doing a couple of more now that, um, uh, I guess it's, uh, I don't know, the band Blue Mountain. Mm-hmm. And he's doing one about that. But, uh, all that you love will be carried away, uh, is based on a short story by Stephen King. And we filmed that in the hot summer. Of, um, Ooh, I remember I seeing photos from this. Was got didn't Melanie do a scene in that one? No, Susan did. Okay, I was thinking Melanie it's was me a- and Susan both in that, and it's, it's me and then uh, Reese Lau is the other other actor in it, and uh, he is he's incredible. But um, <clears throat> but anyway, I, I want everybody to see that. That is that. I mean that's. Super good. This is another short story. And then Truth Lies Upstream. You probably saw that. That's a Rob Rock. We saw that film. one. Uh, had the chance to screen that one at uh, the Memphis Film Prize. And yeah. I yeah. remember seeing that and, and watching that story and going, it just, it, oh, yeah. it was just yeah. so, there. it's one of those that's going to throw you for a loop when you see it, for those of you that haven't seen yeah. it. Um, yeah. And Rob entered it in uh, a lot of good festivals, and Johnny actually got a starring actor award in Switzerland at the Momo Hill Film Fair. Yes, I'm famous wow. in Switzerland. 
So what? yeah, he got we got it. <laughs> they mailed him the award and everything. It was really cool. Yeah, he uh, Rob Rock. Uh, he's doing a film festival every year, and him and Oxford's about the only two left in Mississippi. To tell you the truth, he he just started one, but but he is incredible. If anyone ever has the opportunity to be in one of his films. He promotes it. He sends it everywhere. I think uh, I think he's won Best Actor. Uh, I mean, not Best Actor, but Best Film in a uh, film festival in Japan or somewhere. <laughs> They're telling me I may not be supposed to. But uh, that all happens March the 18th from 6 to 8. And uh, so I wish everybody would show up there. They're going to do something after... Uh, Let's see at the uh, conference center, but uh, but I think that's the uh, what is that Susan the football film something? Oh, oh that's yeah, the same night that's Wednesday. Yeah, that's yeah, at the Ford Center. Yeah, it's Ford Center, but uh, Gertrude Ford Center. But they don't have to. I mean, the people don't have to go to that. That's that's pretty expensive, and they're gonna show it again later on. And they're gonna course, show it again Friday. Yeah. And of course, they can just hang out there at the Malco, and you know we've got everything. We got one of the best Malcos. Oh the, gosh, yeah, in the South, yeah, incredible bowling alley and all that. It's, and, it's uh, the beer Malco now, <laughs> not to be not to be confused with the other Malco. It's the yeah. beer don't Malco. don't go to the babysitter. Go to the grown up theater. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Go to the beer, Malcolm. And you know, it's funny. I remember seeing the very first Oxford Film Festival when everything screened at the Ford Center. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're talking about 17 years of growth where you started out at the Ford Center. Then you yeah. ended up over at the other Malco on a couple of screens. And now you get what? What is it? Four screens now at. Yeah, I think so. They have four screenings. There's about eight there, but we have about well, we, four. We have half of the half of the theater. I mean, that's and just we, the growth has been fantastic. Have, yeah, and, and then we have the not. two um, five star hotels just really close by. And that's where uh, we put up all the VIPs and the filmmakers. Yeah, they now, just built they just built a true by Hilton, and the actually the parking lot. A parking lot connects to the boat, the back of the bowling alley. It's connected to the theater, so it's all just right there. Well, that saves yeah. on transportation. <laughs> and you can walk right over. <laughs> yeah, and you know we're one of the only film festivals that actually uh, actually uh, pay all the expenses and put give them a room and everything for the filmmakers and the VIPs. Um, so well, not the VIPs like panels. Well, Analyst a few, I judges. think they might put them there. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, 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 but, uh, I tell you, any, anybody that wants to, you tell all, we tell all those Memphis boys up there and girls that are wanting to act, that's hanging out in, in, um, film classes and depending on their agent and just sitting there hoping something's going to happen, where it's happening is at film festivals. Yeah. Make you some cards up and work that lobby. And I don't think there's ever been a film festival, uh, Oxford Film Festival, that I hadn't ended up getting a part. Because yeah. I do work the lobby. And the people that and, Melanie uh, brings in, 
are always so open to talking to anyone because, I mean, like I said, that's how we got our start. This will be our third year going in and doing part of the press junket. And yeah. I don't think we've ever walked out of that festival without at least four guests booked for a return show. That's great. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, the thing about Oxford, if anybody uh, enters a festival, <clears throat> I mean, a film in Oxford, they, they enter the next year. That's the reason because they want to come back to Oxford. Yeah. I mean, big, big names want to come back here. Uh but uh, anyway, I, I mean, I can't say enough about <laughs> about uh, uh, the Malco. They've been so incredibly nice and good to us. Yeah. And Susan and I, they will premiere our films, a few what ones we have, that uh, there before they get shown anywhere. I don't know how how they do it, but uh, they got the power and got the magic for sure. And then with Melanie Addington, but I'm excited about this year. It just uh, it's it's really it's really a it's a great trouble. lineup because I've already scoured the lineup and gotten my tickets for several things. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Matter of fact, we're on. Uh, my co-host and I are actually going to be on screen during one of the uh, the music blocks. Uh, oh, great. We are in a music video by Tony oh, Maynard yeah. and the Big Old Band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, called A Fool from Memphis, which if, if nobody's heard that song or seen the video, the video is a trip. Uh, the song itself, if anybody that grew up around the South was a wrestling fan, it, it's going to yeah. strike a nerve. And if you even if you know Memphis or the area very well, I think they're mm-hmm. really going to enjoy that. We've gotten yeah. to know so many of the filmmakers that are through other festivals that we've gone to that are coming in to Oxford this year that we've already reached out to and said, Hey, we're going to be there. Can't wait to see you guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jeremy and Sherry Sandy, who are in, uh, the dinner party, which is going to premiere there. Uh, I can't wait to see that film personally. Cause I'm Jim's been, Jim's been pumping that that one up for a minute. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's yeah. I know that's going to be good. Well, Susan and I both, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up next year. Susan is, uh, uh, Susan is in, uh, four major films that'll be coming out next year. And, uh, I mean, it's just incredible what she's done in a short time. And, and I've never seen anybody that do it as quick as she has oh. or anybody at all. <laughs> but, uh, Anyway, Susan, tell us a little bit about that stuff you got coming out. It's just, it's, it's just amazes me. Oh gosh, Johnny, um, on the spot here. Um, I did a film in uh, Hammond, Louisiana, um, and it was. Um, I worked on it a month, so I'm going to be in it. I know all the way and, through. She's yeah, the star, but well, almost the star. And it is. Um, it's the story about one of these hands-on contests where people stand around with their hands on a vehicle. Right. Okay. And the last one standing wins the vehicle. I think they they were big in Texas, and there was a documentary d- done called "Hands on a Hard Body," very popular documentary, and um, and it's about one of those contests. And so this is basically. Uh, those characters in that documentary have come into a film with a story, and uh, it doesn't end well. I'll just say that. <laughs> but they changed the name of it, and uh, and so you're going to hear some big things about it uh, yeah, it's, fairly it's, soon. I think it's going to um, be good. Um, okay. And let's see, I did Blue Bio um, with Alicia Vikander. Off the, um, the one that played the new Tomb Raider. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and that I don't know when that's coming out. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's uh, that's a uh, what's his name uh, film made by Justin Chong. Is that uh, one of the A twenty four? Is that an A twenty four release? Yeah, I think um, so. Okay, it probably will be. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, she's in uh, a Tate Taylor film. Oh yeah, Breaking News in Yuba County. With uh, well, I had a scene with Alice and Janney, and another scene with Regina Hill. So that was a whole lot of fun. Oh wow! Uh, and also, she has uh, a part in uh, Peanut, the Peanut Butter Falcon, yeah, which is going to be really... the, one of the ten top movies of the century if you looked it up or anything about it. And in fact. From her part in that, uh, she landed another role. A producer or director saw her in uh, South Carolina, and so she's got to go over there in the next couple of weeks and do a film. He was I did, watching I, that. I've already, I filmed that, yeah. Oh, she already yeah. filmed it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's called what? Snowbirds. Uh-huh. Snowbirds. Yeah. And oh, so we got wow. a lot going on, and I'm, I'm still trucking along there. I got some stuff coming up i'm kind of hanging she started out hanging on me now i'm trying to hang on to her (laughs) well it's her turn to be the breadwinner johnny (laughs) i've I've been the breadwinner too (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, she worked for 30 years i've talked for 30 Uh, years oh god i brought home a little money Ah. it it was really scary when she uh she started getting some roles that uh she'd about used up all of her time and so it was it was kind of scary for her to retire because it was going to cut our income way down. And um, and so, anyway. And it uh, did. And it did. <laughs> but then she, she landed that thing in the avalanche, which was um, had to stay on site for a month. And she got a big payroll for that. And then, then uh, Peanut Powder Falcon, she got a bunch of money for that. But, you know, I, I don't know. And it is really... Um, you're up and down, and you're high, and then you're depressed. <laughs> uh, actors are, and and when it really, you, it really is like a drug. And, you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes sometimes you, you get a you big, just want to do it again. Sometimes you get a big check, but it's kind of like when you hit uh, the jackpot on a slot machine. Hey, this is free money, so you go and spend it every bit that weekend. <laughs> 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 so anyway, Susan, quit got, letting uh, Johnny have quit yeah. letting Johnny have the checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we really appreciate you having us on. I listen, I listen to your show, and I'm a big fan. You and what was it, Momo or whatever? Well, we call him Thunder oh. Cookies, but it'll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, Johnny, yeah, you've, you've worked. I mean, you started out. You were a stand-in for one of my favorite actors of all time, and saw the picture on your Facebook page. Oh, John standing Boyd. for John yeah. Voight. I may not oh, agree absolutely. with his political views, but he is one of my favorite actors. I was a oh yeah, he he is a good guy. He took care of me, man. I'm telling you, it's usually a stand-in is no more than an extra, and he came, but he'd have me to eat with him. I met I met Matt Damon and all the all the actors. It was filmed there in Memphis back then. You know, I got started with Ballast, of course. It went to Sundance, and uh, that was one of the first things right off the bat years ago. I remember that That film. I got in, but we didn't have anything going on here in the South other than, um, you know, uh, just occasional film or two. So about all you could do was get extra parts and get, 
get an audition uh, or just, you know, stand in line. Now, this was on, was uh, this the Rainmaker? Yeah, it was the Rainmaker. They One of my, I, another okay. friend of mine was actually in that film. Uh, yeah. Tom Womble. Oh, I know Tom. Tom's my good buddy. He's Tom. a lawyer. <laughs> I caught with his wife back way, way later. Yeah. Okay. See, Tom uh, oh. Tom and I have, have uh, he has done some community theater, and I've seen him and had to review him for that several times. And I will never forget, yeah. he played Scrooge in A Christmas Carol <laughs> one time. <laughs> and he goes over at the, when the when the when the play's over, he goes over to the to this bookcase they've got on the set, and he reaches yeah. up behind one of the pictures, pulls out a bottle of scotch, <laughs> pours himself a drink, puts it back. He goes, "I have one every night." <laughs> well, you know, Tom, he um, of course we both were there in Memphis the entire time, but him being an attorney, he was having to give him advice all the time. And uh, they had him, you know, basically as an extra, but he was like a featured main extra there. And, and so they took him on to Hollywood with him, with them. And so they get out there and they film. They got him. He, you can actually see him walking down the hall of the mm-hmm. courtroom there and all this stuff. And so they pitched him a line. So when they did, John Boyd and everybody stopped. And, and said, hey, let's celebrate. He just got his line, which meant he would go from $125 a day to about a thousand and something a day. Ah. And so, and so the, uh, the producer, she jumped in there and said, wait one minute. <laughs> you know, we didn't give, you're not going to come here from Mississippi and tell us what to do and all. And so, and so, uh, so Tom said, very well then. He caught the next plane. And flew back to Memphis and come to come back down to baseball. Okay. Here comes John Boyd. Uh, called him and said, look, man, said, they'll make it up to you. Said, please come back. You've already established in the film. They go have to film everything over and all this. And he said, well, I got to take care of my kids here and my wife's teaching and all this. I'm just not going to do it. And he said, well, come on back. Said, I'll make sure they take care of you and, and, you know, and all this. And so, and we'll have someone to uh, babysit your kid, bring your kid with you. And so he goes back out there. And so they put his kid in the trailer with Danny DeVito. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I know those kids. That explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so anyway. But they ended up, in the end, they never gave him his line, or he never got his got got in the credits, and he he never he never did. And he told me later on, we both went to Red West acting class up there in Memphis, and he told me later on, he said, "Man, I wish I hadn't done that." You know, but I'll never forget. You're not gonna come out here from Mississippi and tell us what to do. Oh, it was a woman man. producer, I think. But uh, anyway, oh Tom, oh Tom, he's still—I don't know—he's still occasionally. I'll see him audition for something or whatever, and we'll run into his wife. I mean, yeah, she was taught with Susan at the uh, North Mississippi Regional Center. Center he was uh, oh, Tom's just a good guy. I mean, he—he he really oh, he is. is. Yeah, they're really good people. 
And oh, yeah, I, my co, yeah. I know you don't. You probably the name Red West is probably not ringing a bell with you, is it? No, it's not. It should. He played uh, the hardware store owner in Roadhouse. Okay. And for more than that, he was a member of the actual Memphis Mafia with of Elvis's crew. All right. Does that that kind of clear your head oh, yeah, a little yeah, bit? That, okay. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you're talking about. Okay. Red and I became very, very close friends, and uh, and uh, he, you know, in fact, uh, one of the first movies I was in was in The Gun in Bedaloo Handbag, and Red West played the judge in that, and I met him and Pat there, and I started going to their acting classes. Good God, I was in the fifth grade when that movie came out, because I remember when they cast (laughs) it. Um, Some of the people I went to school with were actually in the movie. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, hey, look, the the guy that directed that. Mm. Alan Moore. Alan Moore. He he also he also directed Pump Up the Volume, and so they're bringing him they're back. They're showing here. that it's thirty years since that movie came out, so they're showing that at the Oxford Film Fest again. <laughs> and uh, Pump Up uh, the Volume, and Alan Moore and is going to be, be here. Yeah, <laughs> hey, he's coming back to Oxford. I know that's the and film so, that everybody's excited about talking to him about, but I want to talk yeah. to him about Empire Records. That is one of those to me. Yeah. That is one of the most yeah. fantastic films. Yeah. I think he's done, and I don't think he gets yeah. enough credit yeah. for that one. Well, you know, yeah. after the gun in Baylou's handbag, um, uh, he never did much after that. Well, he did that. He what? He just said the Empire Records movie. That yeah. was a really good one. Yeah, he yeah, did. He's, been, he's done a few things. But uh, let's see. The the lead actor in that, uh, he went on back to Canada, and him and... Uh, uh, but anyway, he's uh, he's recently showed back up in a lot of a lot of films up there. Uh, can't think of his name right now. But anyway, Eric Thal, uh, yeah, Eric, the gun and business. Yeah, Eric Thal, and then um, Penelope Ann Miller. Yeah, Penelope Ann Miller. I was the um, they used me every day in something, and I actually had a. Um, they gave me a card, and I was cast as, but I, they never did film me. Uh, they did a close shot of me and that. But, oh, man, I got to hang out with Penelope Ann Miller, and she was in love with old Eric Powell, and they had all that romance going on behind the Uh-oh. scene there, and he didn't have anything to do with her, and she'd cry. And I remember it was Valentine's Day, and, oh, man, it's always a lot of drama going on behind the scene. Is it like that on most major sets? I mean, it seems like there are. Really? Okay, (laughs) you seem to hear a lot about it. I've never witnessed anything like it. (laughs) You might ought to cut that. I don't know. There's there's drama, but nah, nothing major. Yeah. Anyway, if if there's major, they may make a movie about it later. Yeah, Susan, Susan, give me the stink eye here. You might, all, we might all take that out. There. I don't know. I, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't have a problem cutting that. That's not a not a problem at all. Whatever, whatever. You can do whatever you want to. But anyway, I don't know, Susan. I, I'm pretty transparent. I just tell it like it is. You know, if if you don't. Uh, if you don't tell everybody everything, they're going to make something up anyway. So 
That's a good way of looking at it. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Well, again, I appreciate you having us on there. Absolutely, sir. It's been fantastic. Um, we yeah, will we will be there we'll on the, we'll be there then. the Friday of um, the film festival. We'll be there that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh, good. Okay, uh, great. So I will definitely when we do the uh, press junket, I will tell I will tell John to kind of filter you guys through. Oh, okay, okay. But, um, yeah, that's when most people come. That's the reason I was encouraging uh, as many people in Memphis and and uh local here to come on down for that um for the for the wednesday thursday nights yeah yeah well for the for the wednesday uh, especially the wednesday and then of course thursday they can whatever they want to do but wednesday that's about the only thing they'll want to want to see on wednesday and then we can go have drinks or whatever if they do if they come then and uh so i'm really impressed with it well, it's going to be a great festival. Uh, guys, I thank you all for coming on and look forward to meeting you guys in person at the festival yeah. this year. Uh, yeah, us too. I know we've run across, yep. we, we've been in the same room probably 20 probably times and for some reason haven't no met. Telling. <laughs> <laughs> no telling. But again, yep, thank you guys so much. Okay. This has been fantastic. Well, thank you so okay, much. We enjoyed it. it. All right. Okay. Y'all have a good all one. Right. Bye bye. Okay, you, you too. Bye bye. Are you a CBD user that's unhappy with the quality of your current CBD products? We recommend that you try Absolute Nature CBD. Absolute Nature CBD is a third-party tested CBD company that offers a wide variety of products, including CBD, medicated, full-spectrum salve, CBD, liquids in varying strengths, and CBD, full-spectrum soft gels, among other products. Go to AbsoluteNatureCBD.com, use code CHUMPS30, C-H-U-M-P-S 30, and get 30% off your total order. We want to send a big thank you again to Johnny and Susan McPhail. We look forward to seeing them live and in person at the Oxford Film Festival coming up March 18th through the 22nd, because you know your boys are going to be there. That's right. Large and in charge. Large and in charge. And in case one of the screens gets ripped, we have spare shirts. <laughs> That's right. We can always be used for repairs. We look forward to seeing some of the fans that we've made at these festivals, some friends, friends that we haven't seen since last year. I'm looking forward to getting to connect with some people, um, making some new friends like we always seem to do. I don't know what it is, right. but people seem to like fat guys. I mean, right. Just nobody wants to date this fat guy. Well, I mean, have you seen you? I happen to think I'm a catch for a whale, but I'm a catch. <laughs> at least he's honest, ladies and gents. <laughs> you know. I'm still pissed off about Baby Yoda, but... You've already had your rant. I know, I had my rant, so I'm just going to let that go. But... No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. It is adventures in babysitting, folks. I'm telling you. He's still on it. It's a Western adventures in babysitting. If you don't believe me, go back and watch it again. Waste your time. I don't care. But hey... We'll be back next time because we know you're, we're your favorite waste of time. We're the heavyweight chumps and we'll be here again next week. Same fat time, same, same fat, fat channel. channel with more gravy and no chicken nuggies.
Off Script with the Heavyweight Chumps is produced by Mad Fat Loud Entertainment, LLC. Executive producer, Sally Maddox. All music used by permission. No part of this podcast can be rebroadcast or retransmitted without written expressed permission of the Heavyweight Chumps and Mad Fat Loud Entertainment, LLC. Copyright 2020 Mad Fat Loud Entertainment, LLC.